podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Unfortunately, I don't have a cool intro for you guys this week because we planned on doing a show uh, with a special guest host who just didn't show up. So I didn't actually do anything for uh, the en- the planned intro. Um, so we've got to switch up our entire show, which is fine. we got a lot to talk about. SmackDown had some hilarious shit that I definitely want to get into with uh, Daniel Bryan and Kane. And we've got our predictions. So as always, uh, The Rack will be here to give his prediction since Travis refuses to allow me to let the rack predict for me he will have his own predictions and i will have my own so this yeah. is episode 51 Wonderful. of the smack and raw podcast and i am here with my co-host sir Cusselot, travis pointer What's travis happening? how are you i'm okay i'm tired but i'm okay it's been a long yes. day phil didn't show or phil couldn't make it couldn't stay up to do the podcast so our plan of talking about our uh backyard wrestling federation that we were all a part of and kind of created kind of went to shit until we can get him on here because it's not going to be as good without him fucking phil i did a shit ton of research to him a little i'm a little sad but Sorry, we'll still right. do it we'll still do it we can shit on phil for a little while first though you want to do that yeah we can shit on the polish hammer oh fucking fuck wide fucking phil yeah i mean how he's like let's do it at 10 how hard is it to stay up an extra hour like what what's an extra fucking hour phil? this is why we screwed him over matt this is why we screwed him over for the belt we will get into that mm-hmm. when we I finally want, talk want, about it. We'll we'll talk about that also. But this I is want why your side and his side, and see if I remember it the way you guys both remember it. That'll be interesting. That is uh, the infamous among the three of us uh, and no one else Chicago screw job or uh, South Holland screw job. Seeing as we weren't actually in Chicago, yeah, man. But see, after this, you should know he had it coming. <laughs> All right, Travis. Well, let's get into this. Uh, we got a few injuries that we need to talk about. Uh, Fandango went down with a shoulder injury, which is why we haven't seen Breezango. I keep forgetting he exists. Uh, Ric Flair had successful intestine surgery. Okay. And Goldust is out. He's getting a double knee surgery. I didn't know Goldust was in. Oh, he was in. He's been in. As a matter of fact, he was in as the Smack and Raw podcast pick to be the next world heavyweight champion there for a little while and i'm a little disappointed it didn't happen oh that that lost episode that you keep talking about not just the lost episode but that episode that you and eric did without me where goldust did some shit you really liked and you wanted to see him molest uh, brock lesnar i don't even remember that but i believe it oh yeah no you said you wanted him to do some goldust shit and like get all freaky on brock lesnar i can believe i said that i just don't remember that episode that was so long ago I remember right. talking about Goldust and Brock Lesnar, but I don't remember anything that I said. Um, and then last but not least, as far as news goes, they dropped a new trailer for WWE 2K19 featuring Ronda Rousey. Uh, she will be the exclusive pre-order for 2K19. And what was really cool is they had a bunch of sound bites and sound clips from uh, Rowdy Piper as if he was talking to Ronda as she's kind of like taking her gear out of her bag and going through it and everything and it was a really cool thing that they did there, and it was a really good commercial. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Did you get to see that? I did not see that, but are we going to talk about Ronda Rousey? Because I have thoughts. What do you want to talk about with Ronda Rousey? Are we? Gonna, are, you want to wait till we get to our predictions to talk about that? No, or is that no. I just want to talk about this suspension that's not actually a suspension. Oh, yeah. No, we'll talk about that. Um, I actually think I want to talk about that last week, and we didn't get around to it, but... uh. Since you brought it up, we will jump right into Alexa Bliss and Mickey James losing to Natalia and Nia. Um, Alexa attacked Nia with the kendo stick. Nia got a hold of the kendo stick, and Alexa ran away because they're Broke having an shit. extreme rules match. And the great thing about this extreme rules match is, as you said, Ronda Rousey has told us she is suspended from Monday Night Raw. She is not suspended from pay-per-views, though she still has to buy a ticket to be at the pay-per-view, nor does she seem to be suspended from house shows because she's been competing in house shows as Nia's tag team partner. Yeah. I don't get it. It's dumb. I hate it. Is that all is that all you had to say about this? I just needed somebody to acknowledge it because it's fucking stupid. 
Oh, yeah, no, when you're suspended, you're suspended. You're yeah. not just suspended for Monday Night Raw, and you can show up at house shows, though. And we'll get into this a little more with our predictions. Um, I I wonder what role Ronda is going to play in the Nia Jax-Alexa Bliss match. There's a couple of ways they can go. Um, we'll get into that a little more with our predictions, though. Well, they had to do something. When they made it an Extreme Rules match, it just, well, we'll get into, well, we'll talk about our predictions when we get to it. Are we about to predict now, or are we going to wait? We're going to wait. We're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown, then we'll do our predictions. Okay, okay. Well, I'll talk about my prediction when we get to that, but it's just, yeah. I will say while we're on the topic of Extreme Rules, I am happy that they've added stipulations and stakes to the matches, so it's not just like a couple matches with stipulations and then a bunch of singles matches. We now have a shark cage match or a match with a shark cage. They added a tables match to the pre-show. They've added some things, a steel cage match. Huh? I'm disappointed in the WWE for their new table matches rules. We will talk about that when we get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the start of Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns called out Bobby Lashley. Well, they had a talk in the back, and Bobby Lashley pretty much was like, you know, what, if you go out there, why don't you be a man and call me out or something like that? Yeah, so why Roman went out. Here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Before we even get into what happened in the ring. <laughs> They stopped and talked in the back before Roman went. Why didn't they just fight right there? That's like, a good question. It's just like, <laughs> why did you want to go out there and fight? Why didn't you just fight right there? You could have been throwing hands already. Why? Why? Why all the all the pomp and circumstance beforehand? Why don't, if you're gonna fight, just fight. I agree. Instead, Roman Reigns came out to the ring and he's like. Bobby Lashley said, I better not call him out. So I'm calling him out. And Bobby Lashley came out and then they fought. And then Kurt tried to break him up and brought out the entire raw roster to break them up. And they did it. All of those men that work out. Well, for most of them, I don't think Kevin Owens works out or maybe a few of the other ones, but most of them work out, lift weights. You're telling me that like 20 of those Jack dudes who wrestle for a living couldn't hold back Roman or Bobby. Let me tell you something about Bobby Lashley. All right. Bobby Lashley, 100% should have been held back by those people. Listen, it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, like for real, for real. Like, yeah, I don't understand that either, but they do that all the time. And I don't, I'm. It makes more sense when they send out like security or something. Exactly. Got, but they but sent out like, the actual, the yeah, when yeah. they brought out the actual wrestlers out there to do it. Come on now. Yeah. Um, well, while we're talking about, uh, Kurt's failures, um, Owen showed up and said that after being thrown off the stage and ingesting the sewage from the porta potty, he is not medically cleared to wrestle. And <laughs> Travis, let me ask you something. Ask so me. Kevin Owens said that the safest place to stay is in Kurt Angle's office. And then he sat down. Am I to believe that that backstage place where everyone stands and cuts promo, that's, that's Kurt Angle's office? Just like where the raw fucking logo is and the curtains? You're not supposed to notice it at the exact same spot. Because <laughs> I remember William Regal actually had an office. Yeah, Mick I know. Foley, but you weren't like, supposed to notice that that's the same exact spot. At least make it look like an office if you're going to call it his office. Listen, listen. They spent all the money on the stage area and all that. They didn't have enough in the budget for an office anymore. All right. They cut all the pyro. They should have plenty in the budget for an office. Well, they had to put other safety constraints in place. That's where they spent the money, sir. They just they can't afford it, Matt. Budget cuts. All right. Well, the whole point of this was Braun they gotta, Strowman. They got to showed- afford to pay Brock somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, the point of this at Extreme Rules, a steel cage match so that Kevin Owens cannot escape. Uh, well, he has to escape to win, I guess, uh, but he's going to have a hard time escaping Braun and running like a bitch. So. I'm with it. You know, it's fine. I don't hate it. Your boy, uh, No Way Jose, had another match that I'm assuming wasn't on Hulu. Nope. And for the Kind of like the third or fourth week in a row, it was with Mojo Rally, and he lost again to Mojo Rally. I don't understand. Why did you bother bringing him up if you're just going to job him out to Mojo? 
Yeah, and like three weeks in a row, like you're not even taking Mojo and moving him on to something or doing something with him. You just, oh, Mojo needs someone to wrestle. We haven't had him on at all, really. Uh, go out there and wrestle Noe, Jose and beat him. Like, three it's weeks really in a, a row. fucking pointless <laughs> match. Really a pointless match. Yeah. Um, this, oh, let me ask you this. Do you have a travesty of the week in mind already? No. All right. Uh, they replaced Dr. Shelby. That is a travesty. I don't know if that's going to be the travesty. We will yeah. get through it. It is see. a travesty, but it may not be the travesty of the week. It's it's trending that way. I don't care if it was a black lady. Whatever. <laughs> I'm usually all for, you know, the diversity on the camera, but you don't replace Dr. Shelby, all right? That's fucking Dr. Shelby. That's his not, spot. I don't care if he wasn't available. You pay him more money so that he'll be available. Not only did they replace him, but nothing got resolved and no match was made between Bailey and Sasha. I don't know if they're saving it till SummerSlam. Yeah, it's a SummerSlam thing. That's why. Um, th- I don't get it, though, because it's going nowhere. Like, at least when Bailey kind of kind of turned heel and attacked Sasha... Like, it's like, all right, they're doing something with this. We're ramping it up. It's going somewhere. Then they go to counseling, and the first set of counseling, despite the fact that it was Dr. Shelby, which I know you enjoyed, was kind of dumb. Yep. And this was also kind of fucking dumb. Well, here's the, here's the thing. The segments with Dr. Shelby were always dumb, but they were fun. These weren't that fun. I was just happy to see Dr. Shelby. The thing is... I think what's going to happen with this, they'll probably ramp it up after Extreme Rules. They just had to get through this pay-per-view, and they knew they wanted to do that match at SummerSlam. So it's like, all right, let's get through Extreme Rules, and they'll ramp it up after that. I'm hoping that's what they do, because that's the only thing that makes sense right now. But, you know. All right, all right. Uh, While we're on the women, your girl, my girl, your girl, I'd say my girl, because I was a fan before you even knew who she was, because you don't watch NXT, but... uh, Ember Moon is on quite the winning streak, uh, beating Liv Morgan again for the second week in a row. And she is one of the, if not the best, in-ring female talent on the Raw roster. And I really hope they do something with her because... Let me think. Let me think. One of, yes. I wouldn't say the best, but yes, she's one of the best. On Raw? Yeah, on Raw. Okay. Uh, No, she's fucking fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, they really, really need to do something more with her than having her take on the Riot Squad, which the Riot Squad hasn't had Ruby Riot because, as we talked about last week, she is also out with a knee injury. So now it's just Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan coming out and getting beat up by Ember Moon week after week. Riot Squad minus Ruby Riot. I mean, that's what happens when you don't have your fearless leader. Also, and I've wanted to bring this up before, and I don't know if we've talked about this. Probably not. I think someone needs to explain to the riot squad what a riot is because walking around backstage knocking stuff over and shoving stuff around is that's not a riot they're not causing a riot they're not creating a riot they're not even taking part in a riot they're just kind of making a mess yeah they're just that's just vandalism without yeah fun without any of the fun parts of vandalism so this whole idea that they're walking through backstage pushing people and fucking with people and knocking papers around and flipping box. Like that is not starting a riot. Do not call that starting a riot. riot. Start a riot. Let's start a riot. And that should be their theme song because WWE had that fucking song. Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe not. That's the only reason why I know that song. (laughs) Maybe not for Ruby. But that should absolutely be the theme song for the Riot Squad. Yes, exactly, exactly. Can we have uh, a show where we talk about factions? Because we haven't talked enough about factions on here. Well, according to you, we don't have any true factions right I now. I know. Except I'm not talking about these factions. We could talk about factions of the past too. I don't give a fuck. I just want to talk well, about factions in general. Travis, you came up with some interesting news that we will talk about more towards the end of the podcast. Uh, in the meeting that we had on Saturday, there are some announcements for the podcast oh, that we need to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some ideas going forward that we're going to discuss. I don't know if you want to talk about it on this podcast. Yeah, why not? Or if you want to wait until the one year anniversary. 
Um, yeah, we, yeah, we can do it next week. We can do it next week for the one. Okay, year we'll see. Uh, we'll see how things go with time. But uh, there are some very interesting things coming up for the Smack and Raw podcast, guys. And uh, speaking of interesting things, the B team came out dressed up as Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Bray Wyatt is back after his car accident, and Matt Hardy lost to Bo Dallas again. B team is still undefeated going into Extreme Rules in their tag team match. Mm-hmm. Now that you've gotten to see the B team on Hulu, I'm assuming. Is that correct or no? No, you have not seen the B team on Hulu. Like at all? Yes. But like I didn't this week, no. Here's the okay. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I watched Raw on Hulu. There was a period where I fell asleep. All right. It may have happened in that period where I fell asleep. Because I wasn't asleep very long, but I did fall asleep. Now, could I have gone back and looked for what I fell asleep on? Yes. But I just started replaying Red Dead Redemption, and I'm like, I'd rather do that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Have you seen the B-team dressed up as the Deleters of Worlds? Have you seen Bo Dallas dressed up as Matt Hardy? I have not. Or sorry, Bo Dallas dressed up as Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we talked about this before, I think. But yes. I don't, yeah, I have not seen that. Okay. Well, I will try and find it and post it on the page and tag you in it because it is fairly Do entertaining. Because I'll watch it. Um. Ooh. Constable Baron Corbin, mm-hmm. my favorite Raw talent that I have been touting since you know he made the switch that everyone mocked me for and everything has not only become entertaining now that he is Constable, but he is on a winning streak. Uh, he beat Bobby Roode. It was Corbin and Elias versus Roode and Finn Balor in a tag team match. Corbin hit the end of days, pinned Bobby Roode, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations to Baron Corbin because he no longer bores me. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, I told, I've told you this entire time. I, don't, I didn't like or dislike Baron Corbin. I just didn't give a shit about Baron Corbin. I know. Oh, now I do. I was also, He's actually interested now. Okay, I'm cool I, I was now. also... I was also thinking last week you and Kate were giving me shit about the supposed hobo yeah, tattoo. Yeah, he still has the hobo tattoo. Yeah, okay. That's still a thing. I still haven't seen the H, and now I'm thinking maybe he's a DC comic fan, and it says Lobo. Maybe he got Lobo tattooed behind his ear. You all can't see me right now. I'm just giving <laughs> that this, this look of just really, really. Lobo was an anti-hero. Lobo I know was who Lobo is. That's not what's happening right now. His tattoo says fucking hobo. I haven't seen an H. It could be an L. Look, just because your eyes don't work don't mean shit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. All right. Uh, Last up on Monday Night Raw. This was probably the best part of Monday Night Raw, and it's probably the biggest match at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. We had Rollins and Ziggler do their little back and forth before their Iron Man match. Mm Um. Seth insinuated that Drew McIntyre was a sheep fucker, which I thought was hilarious. I did, too. I enjoyed that. Um, they had a match where if McIntyre lost, he would be banned from ringside, and Drew McIntyre beat Seth Rollins. Did he beat Seth Rollins, or did he just, you know, get out with the win? Regardless, he's not banned from ringside. I, I understand. I'm just saying, like, match. you know, put it in context, you know. My thing, yeah. though, is... My thing, though, is this Iron Man match. In my opinion, it's just, you know, my humble opinion, you know, as a fan. It's not an Iron Match if they don't go 60. I can see that. I can understand that logic. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're going to have an Iron Match, give me a fucking Iron Man match, you know? Like... No, I gotcha. Like... Give me that good old, you know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, 60 minutes, then go into overtime. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I have made the comparison, and actually JR has too, where I feel that Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler are the Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart of this era. And Nope, because they won't go 60. I was just going to say, because they're discount Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, we're getting a discount Iron Man match. Maybe they're going 30 at Extreme Rules, but they'll and go 60, 60 at, SummerSlam? at SummerSlam. That's a possibility. I'd like to see that. 
I can already tell you it's probably going to be the best match of the night. Those two guys are oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Giving them... I will fully enjoy the match. I'm just saying, if you're going to give me an Iron Man match, give me a fucking Iron Man match and let the pay-per-view run late. Whatever the fuck, you own your network now. You don't have to conform to pay-per-view time limits and shit. Fuck that. I agree. Um, <laughs> let's move on over to SmackDown. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega came out and had a match with Sin Cara and beat Sin Cara. Let's before we get into this actual match, let's just talk about Sin Cara for a second. You know what Sin Cara means in English? What does Sin Cara mean in English? Sin means no, and Cara is face. Because he wears a mask that covers his face, his name is No Face. You should have kept that to yourself. Um, <laughs> so from now on, I'm going to refer to him as No Face every time he has a match. I can understand he is now that. No Face. Like I, I can understand that, and I fully support it. But um, since I don't know, it's just why did they bring up the Lucha Dragons? Like it's just... because they needed to send Kalisto to two hundred five live, hoping that they'd have someone to face Enzo Amore, who then they fired, and now he's part and of the Lucha House. And once that didn't party. happen, you put you bump him back up, and you bring back the Lucha Dragons. Like you had something good there. They don't have to be tag champs, but you could just have them there because they need tag teams because they don't have enough of. Them. But now they almost have a faction with the Lucha House Party, Travis. Who? I told you about this on 205 Live, the Lucha House Party. It you is, didn't tell me about this. I did because you told me that I was trying to convince you to go watch 205 Live. And I oh, said, that's what you were saying when I said that? Yes. I wasn't listening. What, you, what, yeah, what, no. what happened? Lucha, Lucha House Party is a uh, luchador faction featuring Grand Metalik, uh, Kalisto, and a third guy whose name I can never fucking remember. Um, but anyway, they're all luchadors with masks. They do luchador shit. They've been is, mocking Drew Gulak. They had like a Pepe kind of like part of this faction. Huh? Is Hoovy a part of this faction? Hoovy is not a part of this faction. Well, they're fucking up if Hoovy's not a part of this faction. Yeah, neither is El Dandy. That's even worse. Though El Dandy should come back and be their manager. That would be wonderful. Um we mention this every week, and I can't help but mentioning it again. Paige is fantastic because she, she comes out and actually does shit. I have a question about Paige, though. Uh, is it is she single? No, that's not my question. Uh, okay, what's it your doesn't question? matter to me. I'm, you know, whatever. She's too young for me. Um, Bullshit. I take exception to that comment. We'll get back to that later. Um... <laughs> Are those paid for? Or did she just gain weight? Because, you know. That is a very good question because I thought that she had bought some a while ago because they were looking bigger. And then I found out it was just what she was wearing. And Kate's kind of Kate's my go to when I'm like, yeah, did yeah, she buy yeah. those or is that just a push up? And she was telling me it was just a push up. She has gained weight. So it might be a combination of That's the what push I'm up. saying. Like she's looked better since she gained weight. By oh, the absolutely. Way. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah, that. Keep that. But she is perfect right now. Exactly. Like, but like, exactly did she buy those? Cause I'm, cause if she did, here's the thing, money well spent, but, oh, I agree. but like, cause this is the, I'm not against that at all. Like whatever you want to do, if you like it, buy it, whatever. I'm just curious if that's what happened, because I know there was a thing before when they, when they offered to do that, like to pay for it for, her, and she said, no. So I'm wondering if she finally said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, now that I don't have to wrestle anymore. Exactly. Okay. I'm just, it's just curious because she didn't really have that before. But anyway, move on. Paige has been fantastic. Yeah, she actually comes out, week. contributes to the show. She does it in a fun and entertaining way. She's even like played up the Teddy Roll-esque part of being the SmackDown manager in making tag team matches and announcing it very Teddy Long-like. Mm-hmm. Um, One day she needs to come out and say, you know... Let me tell you something, player. Like, she needs to do that at least once. Or holla, holla, holla. That would sound really awkward coming out of her mouth. 
I'd probably laugh, but I'd settle for the player. <laughs> um, so the reason I brought this up was because AJ had a match with Shinsuke Nakamura. Over here. What? Nothing. My glass is empty. I didn't bring the bottle over here. Go ahead. Yeah, my glass is empty, and I'm really thirsty too. But we're not going to take a break to both go get something. To I drink. know it's just, ugh. and I can't like you know. Go ahead, finish. I'll I'll live. All right. Um, AJ had a match with Shinsuke. Rusev interfered, so AJ won by DQ. They're beating up uh, AJ. Jeff Hardy comes down, which I think we all saw coming. Mm-hmm. Paige comes out, and now this singles match is a tag team match. No shit. <laughs> and Rusev won. Well, you know, it's Rusev Day, so... He Machka kicked Jeff Hardy and pinned him 1-2-3, and uh, he is riding high going into his WWE Championship match at Extreme Rules. Speaking of 1-2-3, I listened to the most recent episode of the Stone Cold Podcast. Well, one of the most recent episodes, and we had Gregory Irons on there. Yeah, he was actually on this week and last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I listened to last week's. I haven't listened to this week's yet. And he was talking about, you know, because he has cerebral palsy. palsy. And one of the things he did when he went heel (laughs) was make them have to have him pin for a count of four instead of a count of three. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Four count. Yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Like, (laughs) it is like, it's like my favorite thing in wrestling I've heard in months. Like, that's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> well, I also love that they suggested that it be a two count. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm disabled. Well, they should have to pin me longer, not shorter. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd started chanting, fuck the four count. Yeah, yeah. Because he'd kick out at three. Like, well, you guys got to understand, if you guys haven't listened to this, is they count one, two, three, and the fans all get excited at these shows thinking that they won. But it's a four count, so he kicks out after three. And the Not even just after over. three. He kicks out at three and a half, which, yeah. which makes all the difference. Yeah. And just imagine being there and seeing, you know, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. And there's a three count. And you're all excited and you think the match is over because you forgot that it's actually a four count. <laughs> exactly. And Dolph kicks out at three and a half. And now Seth hasn't won the match and he's not IC champion or whatever the match is for, how pissed you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's going on at indie shows with this wrestler Gregory Irons, and it is fantastic. It is. Like, I heard them like, yo, that is fucking brilliant. He also uh, had, I don't know if he still does, but he had a faction called the Iron Curtain, which were just three big dudes that were his bodyguards, and he would stand behind them and talk shit, and then they would have to go through those three guys to get to him. That's even more brilliant. <laughs> Yes. He's my favorite person right now. Um, while we're talking about going through people to get people, get Giggity. two people. Giggity. Um, we had a Lumberjack match. Not a Lumberjill match. This was a Lumberjack Listen, match. I'm so happy they stopped calling it Lumberjill because that's Me fucking too. dumb. Like- and that lumberjack match was between Asuka and Ellsworth, where Asuka won. Um, Carmella came out, did Carmella's thing. She got in everyone's face and showed off the title and talked shit and shook her body around and everything. She attacked Asuka after the match. Asuka kind of was starting to get the better of her. Ellsworth sprayed her in the face with mace or hairspray or, I don't know, maybe fucking... Uh, what was that breath stuff? Oh, Banaka. Banaka? Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't Spray that. Or... It, was, it was actually like for real, like pepper. Like, well, not for real, pepper, but made it look like actual pepper spray. Yeah. He sprayed her in the face with something, and then they kind of got over on Asuka, stood tall at the end of that match. But, yeah, the most important thing was they didn't call it a Lumberjill match. It was a Lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. And thank you, WWE, for getting rid of that ridiculous fucking, oh, they're girls, so they're Jills, not Jacks. Yeah, because like lumberjack is like an occupation, like whether yes. you're a male or a female. So it's it just... not gender specific. Yeah, exactly. Um, like they just like they just thought lumberjill was cute, and it was yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. After this, our lovely general manager Paige got involved again. Ellsworth leaned in, thought Paige wanted to give him a kiss, and she was not about it, but. She did tell James Ellsworth that he will be suspended above the ring in a shark cage so that he cannot be involved in 
the match between Asuka and Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Extreme Rules. Listen, let me just say, this is what I want in a match that involves a shark cage. You want sharks? I actually wasn't even going to go that far. I just want the shark cage to be underwater. Do you remember when they had a match? I believe it was the Dudley Boys versus the Undertaker, and Paul Bearer was inside a he was like strapped to a chair inside a plexiglass box with cement with a cement truck. The cement was pouring in, and if the Undertaker lost, Paul Bearer was going to die. The Undertaker yeah, the Undertaker won, like put the cement killed, in because I have no choice and shit because he yeah. was his weakness. Yes, I remember that shit. That like I'm amazing. sorry, I have no choice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that shit. That was fucking fantastic. Oh, man, good old days. Good good old days. So let's get into the best part and the last thing on SmackDown that we need to talk about. Uh, Team Hell No was on Miz TV. The Miz was talking shit. Daniel Bryan wanted to punch him in the face. I don't like this dynamic between Daniel Bryan and Kane where Kane is the voice of reason. Why not? I feel like because I feel like it should be the other way around. That's why they're doing it especially since what happened in the backstage segment, but we'll get to that. So Kane is telling Daniel Bryan to calm down, relax, so on and so forth. Uh, And then the Miz refers to, if you guys hear that odd noise, Travis is blowing a balloon up into the mic and I can hear him blow into the balloon. So I'm sure you can too. So just so you know, he's got a giant green balloon hanging out of his mouth right now, trying to distract me and I'm not going to let it happen. I'm only talking about it, so you guys aren't like, what the fuck is that weird noise in the background? Mission accomplished. Um, Daniel Bryan wants to punch Miz in the face. Miz then goes on to insult Kane. Kane grabs Miz by the throat. The Bludgeon Brothers come down. Then Sanity shows up, and the New Day shows up. Paige comes out. It's a 10-man tag team match, playa. Before we get to the 10-man tag team match... They had an amazing backstage promo with Kane, Daniel Bryan, and The New Day. Yes. Yes. Oh, actually, before I even talk about that, while The Miz, Daniel Bryan, and Kane were in the ring, Kane said, or The Miz told Kane and Daniel Bryan that them getting back together is like Justin Timberlake rejoining NSYNC, which Kane took extreme exception to and said that Justin Timberlake would never rejoin NSYNC because JT is way too big for that now. Listen, which was great. The fact that we learned that Kane is a true fan of NSYNC is right up there with us learning about Stone Cold Steve Austin being a fan of the Backstreet Boys. But go ahead, continue. I, fuck you. That was not real. Listen, anyway, that came back twice, sir. Like <laughs> somebody mentioned it once, and then later on, when he's sitting in the car, the King says, "I wonder if he's listening to Backstreet Boys." Over a year later. So clearly that came from somewhere real. But go ahead. It came from the rock talking shit, and I'm going to stick with that. That Um, is too deep of a cut for the king to bring that up a year later. It has to be something real. But go ahead. We get to the backstage segment. The Miz, or I'm sorry, the New Day and Team Hell No are trying to strategize as to what they're going to do. And Kane and Daniel Bryan get into a little argument. Daniel Bryan says, well, what do you want to do? Kane's like, we need, or Kane says, we should either set them on fire or drag them straight to hell. And Daniel Bryan's like, wait, so you want to summon Satan and open a doorway to hell? And Kane goes, no, actually, it's a gateway, but yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> listen, listen, clearly, <laughs> he's the devil's favorite demon. So that's going to be, you know, his thing. Drag him to hell. And he's just said like, yo, no, you're wrong. It's a gateway. <laughs> he knows a thing or two about this. So just go with it. I agree. And I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed Big E getting all motivational and saying, you know, you need to do, you need to use your big brain, uh, Xavier and Kofi. You need to be quick. And Daniel, I need you to be the goat faced killer, which was great. With a play on ghost face killer. Yes. And then he gets to Kane, and Kane seems like he's not paying attention. And then all of a sudden, Kane comes with a quote, and he fucking quotes NSYNC. Yeah, he quotes and it. And they call him out on quoting NSYNC. 
Yes, and Danny Barber's like, was that in sync? <laughs> yeah, man. But see, here's it the thing. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. no, no. no. But I'm going to say what happened after the match, so it's, go ahead. That's what I was getting to. It doesn't end there, though. So Daniel Bryan, Kane, and the New Day win the 10-man tag team match. Kane and Daniel Bryan then proceed to go up the rampway, and Daniel Bryan attempts to the best of his ability to summon Kane's Hellfire and get that pyro going. And he fails the first time, and he fails the second time, and then the third time we get fucking pyro and Kane about shit himself yeah. and kept asking Daniel how the hell he did that. <laughs> it was, SmackDown was great, but this whole thing with Team Hell No, as much shit as I've given Daniel Bryan in the past, and then I've turned around and said I'm going to give the guy a fair shake. I am thoroughly enjoying this. This That's is what I'm fan saying. Like Daniel fast. Bryan's fun, dude. If you just give him a oh, shot, he's fun. It's just he nope. figured out that he needs to stop taking himself too seriously and realize, like, yo, have fun with this shit. It was fantastic, and I enjoyed the fucking shit out of it. Yeah, man. All right, Travis. Uh, we're still just going to do an overall who's winning and who's losing to keep the trend going. So this week, out of everyone, and I already think I know who your pick is going to be, who's winning? Team Hell No. Yep. Between Kane's unsync quotes, Daniel summoning Hellfire, just yeah, no, they won. They won the whole week. Mm-hmm. They they won the whole week. Who's losing? Doctor Shelby. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with James Ellsworth because not only did he get choked out, but now he's getting stuck in a cage and hoisted above the ring. And Carmella put him in his place earlier in the night too, which was funny. Yeah, I love how he still calls her babe and still acts like he thinks that there's gonna something's gonna happen between them. Like I do enjoy that aspect. Mm-hmm. All right, Travis. Let's move on to our predictions for Extreme Rules. Uh, first up, six man tag team tables match. We got the New Day versus Sanity. Who are you going with? Can I talk about my qualms with the new rules of the tables match? Now is the time to do it. As you talk about it, give us your prediction as well. Well, first of all, let's just say as far as the tables match goes, I'm a fan of the original tables tag team tables match rules where you had to put every member of the team through a table and not, not just put them through a table. Put them through the table with an offensive maneuver because, you know, the first ever tag team tables match was the Dudleys versus the Hardys. So let's say in WWE, okay? So let's just say Jeff goes to put, you know, Devon through a table with a swanton bomb. If Devon moves out of the way and, you know, Jeff just goes crashing through the table, that doesn't count. They got to put him through with a fucking offensive maneuver. Okay, the rack is here. What were you about to say, dude? Oh, the rack was going to let you finish, Travis. Uh, I was really enjoying you okay, talking Okay, well, about shut the fuck up and let me finish then. So, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, with that being said, even though I don't like these rules, I'm thinking they're trying to set up Sanity to go up against the Bludgeon Brothers later on. So I'm going to give them this win. Travis is going with Sanity. And as much as I want the New Day to win, I think Sanity's going to get this one. I, I could not disagree with you more, Travis. Uh, New Day is a fantastic tag team. I do not think that Sanity is ready to surpass them or beat them, let alone in a tables match. And there's nothing more that I want to see than those three black men give those three white men as much wood as possible. Okay, right. And uh, I am also actually going with Sanity, Travis, so you and I are on the same page there. Uh, so Rack is going for the New Day. You and I are going for Sanity. Next up, uh, Steel Cage Match, Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman. Travis, who you got? I'm going with the Monster in the Bank on this one. Any reason why? Well, because I think it's going to come real close, and we're going to think that, you know, Kevin Owens is going to do the whole sneak out thing, do his little sneaky shit and somehow pull away with the win. But I think Braun is actually going to overcome that and 
get the W. I actually agree with that statement because uh, they just had him win Money in the Bank, and I don't see the point in having him lose regardless of the way he loses to Kevin Owens mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to try and push him towards the main event. Rack, what do you what do you think? Well, again, the Rack is going to have to disagree with the both of you. See, the Rack has been locked inside a steel cage with men much smaller than him, and generally it is those men that are trying their hardest to get out, and they do escape the Rack. So the Rack is going to go with the slippery, slippery, wow, I fucked that up, slippery, slidey Kevin Owens, uh, I don't think that most people are going to expect him to win. So I think that will be good for him to get a win here. The racket's going Kevin Owens. All right. Travis, uh, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin. I think the constable's going to come away with this one as much as I hate to say it. Um, I think they're pushing this constable Corbin thing, and I'm thinking that this win is the first step in them really moving them forward. You're not going to like to hear this, but you and I agree for the third match in a row. See, this is making me feel really uncomfortable because I feel like I'm going to be wrong in everything now. See, I knew you were going to say that, but uh, yeah, no, not only am I a Baron Corbin fan, but I also agree, you know, the route that this feud has been going and the way things are, uh, the way things are happening, I'm going to have to go with Baron Corbin. I think it makes more sense for me to win here, though I really do hate the fact that they're just not doing anything with Finn Balor. Um, He is elevating Baron Corbin, which is nice, but it's really not getting him anywhere. Rack, what do you think? Again, the Rack is going to disagree. The Rack is going with Finn Balor. See, the Rack watches trends in wrestling. I don't know if you do, Travis, but I do. And I have noticed that Baron Corbin has won every single encounter going into this match, which makes me think that because he keeps coming out on top, Finn Balor is going to rally back and win this match at the pay-per-view. You going with that reverse momentum theory. I got you. Yeah. That is correct. Uh, the rack is all about reverse momentum. I feel you. That's how the rack gets off. Reverse Giggity. momentum. All right. Uh, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley. Uh, I, I hope we're all in agreement on this one. Bobby! Travis. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bob as well. Uh, a, because I don't want to see Roman win. You will not. You you you, ad- you refer to him respectfully, sir. That is Bobby Lashley. I'm gonna go with Mr. Lashley as well. That's better than calling him fucking Bob. Um, yeah, no, I just Roman Reigns has been the top guy for a long time. He Fuck hasn't Roman taken Reigns. down. He has not taken down Brock. I think we need to get someone else up there. I'd love to see it be Braun Strowman, but just in case, it's, I think with him coming back, it's time to elevate Bobby Lashley. By the, way, by the way, here's another thing I have a problem with when it comes to Roman Reigns. I've never mentioned this before. But, you know, he's he's basically from Pensacola, Florida. And when I was living in Pensacola, Florida, he was in Pensacola at the same time at some point and never said hi to me. And I think that was rather rude of him. I don't give a fuck if he doesn't know me. I am a WWE fan, and he should go out of his way to find me and say hello to me. All right? And he didn't do that. So fuck Roman Reigns. Go ahead. The Rack is going to disagree again. The Rack is actually going with Roman Reigns. Uh, The Rack has it on very good authority that Roman Reigns sucks an amazing penis, and that is why he is in the position he is in. And even though Bobby Lashley is a beautiful, beautiful black man, uh, unfortunately, the rack does not see Bobby Lashley walking away from this. He believes that this is just going to be another person for them to use as a vehicle to get Roman Reigns back into the main event by beating another guy as big, if not bigger than he is. Um, it is unfortunate, but the rack does not choose with his heart. He chooses with his head and it is a big head. <laughs> okay. Uh, Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Travis, who you got? I'm going to go with the Bludgeon Brothers on this one. I think Team Hell No will give them a good fight, but they'll keep the belts on the Bludgeon Brothers. I actually went Team Hell No. Uh, That is probably more of me really enjoying what those two are doing and just kind of wanting to see them be the tag team champions more than anything. Yeah, I don't think that's going to last, though. I think it's one of those things they had to give the Bludgeon Brothers a legit team to go up against, you know? That can actually challenge them for now. 
but I don't think it's going to last. All right, Rack, uh, what do you got on this one? I'm actually going to agree with Travis on this one. I, uh, I would love to see Daniel Bryan and Kane be tag team champions, but I feel as though those two men in their sledgehammers uh, just aren't finished with those tag team titles yet, and I don't think that Team Hell No is going to be the team to beat them, but they will be the team to show the cracks that uh, exist and that those two can be beat. So I'm going to go with the Bludgeon Brothers. All right. Uh, Jeff Hardy, Shinsuke Nakamura. Travis, who are you going with? Uh, I think they're going to go ahead and put that belt on Shinsuke because they've been, you know, they pushed him toward the WWE title and took that away. So I think they're going to go ahead and give him the U.S. belt. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it for Jeff Hardy's reign for now. I uh, I agree 100% with you. I can't believe that they didn't give him the WWE championship during this run against AJ. It really surprised me that they didn't go that way. Um, I'm going to be extremely, extremely surprised if Jeff beats Shinsuke and they don't put the U.S. title on him after everything that he's done, been through, the heel change, all that, and all the hard work he's put in. It would just baffle me and definitely cement the idea that they just don't want Japanese champions, in my mind, if they don't even put the U.S. title on Shinsuke. Well, you know, Pearl Harbor. (laughs) Rack, who are you going with? Of course, the Rack is going with his tag team partner, the fantastic, the sensational Shinsuke Nutcracker Nakamura. And hopefully, the Rack gets to see an amazing low blow in this match where Jeff Hardy gets his nuts kicked up into his throat and chokes on them for the win. Well, damn. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, well, damn. That's right, Travis. Uh, my boy, Bray Wyatt and uh, Matt Hardy, the deleters of Worlds versus the B team. Who you got, Travis? I mean, this one was harder for me just because like, I haven't seen enough of the B team. But from what you've been telling me, I'm thinking they're going to keep them on the deleters. Okay. Okay. I uh, I actually went with you on that. I don't see them dropping the titles to the B team. Here's the thing. The B team have been undefeated going into this match. And as much as I'd like to see Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas walk away and actually win some championships or get something for their team, um, I'm just – I'm not sure that they're the team that's going to be the ones to beat the leaders of Worlds. Uh, Rack, what do you got? Well – I don't know if you know this, but they say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Uh, The Rack knows nothing about that because he is unique. He is like no one else in the world. But the deleters of Worlds have been imitating, or I'm sorry, the B team have been imitating the deleters of Worlds, and they've done a fantastic job, so much so that the Rack actually can see them as the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Also, you said they're undefeated, so the Rack sees their undefeated streak Getting them the tag team titles. Reverse momentum again. Gotcha. Not, no, 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 not reverse momentum. They have all the momentum, Travis. They are undefeated going into the match. Yeah, I'm, got you. I got you. Sorry. They are headed forward. They are not backing that ass up. Completely different. Completely different. Sorry. So the rack is, the rack is 100% going with. Warm me up. Yeah, I know. The rack is going with the B team. Yeah, moving on. All right. Uh,. Intercontinental Championship, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins, 30-man Iron Man match with Drew McIntyre at ringside. Dude, I don't fucking know. Um, This is one that I've been struggling with for a while. I don't know. And it's come down to this. Give me a second. For those of you that don't know what is going on, let the rack narrate for you. Uh, Travis has taken his headphones off. He has walked away to go get a coin, and I believe he is going to flip a coin to make his decision. I am. Also, when he got up from his desk, he was not wearing pants. Yeah, went in the pool all day, man. So, um, yeah, head Seth Rollins, tails Dolph Ziggler. The rack is all about the tail. Seth Rollins it is. All right, Travis is going with Seth Rollins. Uh, before we let that idiot Matt Ritter tell us what he is going to do because we know he is going to lose and apparently so are you Travis because you were picking right along with him uh the rack went Dolph Ziggler 
And here is why. Not only does he have momentum going into this match, not only does he have Drew McIntyre, but they just put the title on him. And the rack for Thieves, uh, a feud between Drew and Dolph down the road, uh, probably not for the World Heavyweight Championship, but possibly for the Intercontinental title. So the rack thinks that he's going to hold on to this. I uh, I hate to say this, especially because he just called me an idiot, but I got to agree with the rack on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dolph keeping the belt. I I also would like to see Seth move back into the main event, possibly the World Heavyweight Title run. Um, so I don't want, as of right now, to put the IC title right back on him. So that sounds good. The problem is it's not gonna happen until after SummerSlam, so he can yeah. still keep he can still wear the IC belt for a while. We don't even know if we're going to get that at SummerSlam. We might not get that till fucking yeah, we'll Survivor get, Series. We'll get it at SummerSlam. If anything, they'll do it. At, they'll defend that belt at WrestleMania and SummerSlam. So we will see. All right, Travis. Uh, SmackDown Live Women's Championship with Ellsworth in a shark cage. You got Carmella or Asuka? I think it's time to go ahead and put that belt on Asuka. Travis says Asuka. Matt agrees again. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. I'm not okay with this. You shouldn't be because you guys all tell me that I make the worst predictions. You do. You do. Other than one or two matches, you pretty much agreed with me on everything. But I don't like this at all. I I think it's time to put the belt on Asuka. Rack, what do you what do you think? Well, Mela is money. And with James Ellsworth suspended above the ring in the shark cage, the Rack doesn't think that that is an issue. We have seen little men like him sneak out of cages before. I would not be surprised if Ellsworth lubed his way out of that shark cage, jumped down, and helped Carmella get the win. Uh, belt stays on the SmackDown Women's Champion. That wouldn't happen if they put that cage underwater. The Rack agrees, but uh, only one of the two competitors is F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. And that is Carmella. Listen, I'm all about Carmella. I just think it's time to go ahead and put that belt on Asuka. Um, even if they only have it on her until the rematch at SummerSlam and Carmella gets it back, like, whatever. But, like, I think it's time to go ahead and put that belt on Asuka. Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, Raw Women's Title Extreme Rules match. Here's the thing. I think Alexa's going to get this W. Because it's an extreme rules match, which gives her that, you know, the opening to have all the shenanigans and shit happen to get her that win. If it was a straight up one on one match, I'd go with Nia. But because it's extreme rules and she's inclined to cheat more so than Nia, even with um, Ronda. Ronda at ringside, I think the shenanigans will favor Alexa. I uh, I have to agree with you on that. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> but here's the reason why. I think that Ronda's going to get involved, and I think there's going to be a miscommunication, and Nia's going to get popped, and that's going to help Alexa get the win. Um, I think there's going to be an issue between Ronda and Nia. Uh, miscommunication that helps uh, Alexa slide in and get the win. I think Ronda's going to be the one to knock out Nia. Um, that's where I'm going with that. Rack, what about you? The Rack agrees with both of you. Uh, there is no doubt in the Rack's mind that Alexa Bliss, that uh, Five Feet of Fury, Five Feet of Sexy, is walking out with that title. But the Rack believes that there may be a heel turn from Ronda Rousey. I believe that's a possibility also. The Rack would be unsurprised if Ronda Rousey sat ringside played it up as though she wanted a piece of Alexa Bliss and then in turn joined Alexa Bliss, went heel, and helped her take down Nia Jack. Yeah, not even so, necessarily join Alexa Bliss, but like just turn heel in general because babyface Ronda Rousey is boring. The Rack agrees. She is actually fairly entertaining in the ring, which the She needs a little edge to her. You said, and, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, you said she's entertaining in the ring and what? She is entertaining in the ring, but not on the mic. Yeah. And the Rack thought it was going to be the opposite, that she would be good on the mic and bad in the ring. So that was surprising. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, she's just, yeah, baby face. Ronda Rousey is boring. Turn her heel and just turn her loose and let her do her thing. 
Last match, Travis, AJ Styles, Rusev, who you got? This was another difficult one for me. I'm not going to flip a coin. I'm not going to flip a coin on this one. I believe it's finally time (laughs) for me to go ahead and embrace Rusev Day. And say, yeah, Rusev's going to get that belt. It's time. No, you do not agree with me. You do not agree with me. Go, Travis, go check your fucking email. I sent you out the fucking predictions. All my picks are there, and I agree. It's Rusev Day. He's had that belt way too fucking long, man, and it's time for them to put it on somebody. And with all the momentum and all the T-shirt sales and everything that Rusev's had, would not surprise me one bit if they put the title on Rusev, so I'm going fucking Rusev. <laughs> I hate him so much right now. <laughs> the thing about this is, is anyone listening to this that doesn't have the prediction sheet can go back and be like, oh, well, Matt just did this to piss Travis off and piggybacked off Travis. But I sent you, Phil, and Kate the prediction sheet with my picks already marked on it with X's. So there's no way that this can be spun around because I've got it right here. Yeah, but you know I ignore your emails anyway. So it's just... Well, I can also take a picture of this and post it on the Smackin' Raw webpage because yeah, I marked can... all your stuff in pen. Yeah, you can do it now. But you've made those picks afterwards, so you know, hey. No, 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 Travis. All of my picks, I if know, you look. I know, Matt. I know. I know. Yeah, this is Rusev. I know. I'm just fucking with you, dude. Rack, uh, who do you got? Well, originally the Rack was going to go with Rusev, but seeing as you two idiots both picked Rusev, the Rack feels like the only correct answer is AJ Styles. So just based on the way that you two picked tonight, uh, the Rack is going to go AJ Styles, and that is that. All right. Well, uh, Rack, we're going to let you go. Thanks for coming on and doing the predictions. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just going to send the Rack off like that? No thank you. No congratulations on the next, last two wins. You know, just tell me to fucking leave. Who the hell do you think you are, Matt Ritter? I am the host, and you need to get the fuck out of here so we can end the show. So uh, if you're lucky, I'll have you back on. Goodbye. Travis. Matt. We got about three minutes left. Is there anything coming up that you want to talk about, plug, or discuss that relates to any other podcasts? Yes, Creation Conversation will be live Friday night. I know I said Monday. I'm not going to say I lied. I'm going to say I was mistaken. Uh, You were tricked, I would say. Yeah, I I was deceived into believing that it would happen. But no, it'll happen Friday night. Friday evening, Creation Conversation Live, Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine. Also, the next day, podcast services everywhere, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. I I also want to point out that the reason that it's not happening Monday is because apparently when Matt offers to fill in for someone who can't do Monday, Matt is not being helpful and then Matt gets muted in uh, business meetings. I need you to stop taking this so personal. Because it wasn't about you. (laughs) That's all it was. It just wasn't about you at that point. But, uh, so creation conversation. your own show. And you just want more and more and more. Just, that's, that's the problem with you people. But go ahead. You people, what, you people, what people? I don't know. I just wanted to say you people. Yeah, but see, when I say you people, I get in trouble. Exactly. You can't do it. I can't. say you people. Yeah. And I can't say you people. Yeah, that's how that works. You just get like to, you get you to guys, say stuff like my mortgage was approved, you know. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. It was. Um, so anyway, uh, Sunday, and I messaged you about this because I didn't see it on our calendar. It's there now. Live show. Calm down. I know. I'm just. I I haven't checked again. So just so everyone knows, you can find us live thirty minutes ish after Extreme Rules goes off the air, doing our live post show. Uh, it will be on the Creation Magazine. Or have you changed the title to Creation World yet? No. I'll say so. On the Creation go, Magazine, like, just, just saying shit early. We haven't said that yet. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. Um, it will be on the Creation Magazine Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine. Fired. And I will also make sure that it is shared on the Smack It Raw Facebook group. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash Smack It Raw. 
You can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-E-R. And you can find Travis on Twitter at Sir Cusslot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. All right, Travis, that's it. Say goodnight. I'm going to nail your whole beard off. What? We are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good.